it's, I just say it in one simple term, it's just having the courage Mm -hmm. to stand in the gap, truly being our sister's keeper, building community over building connect, uh, competition, sorry, Um, because our success is a shared success, a shared experience. Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of the Lotus Circle podcast, a podcast for millennials, entrepreneurs, and progressive adults, where our conversations are predicated on personal finance, professional self-development, and navigating the adulthood space. My hope is that you can adopt all the knowledge and skills shared in this space within your life to ultimately bring you balance, purpose, and clarity. Uh, If this is your first time tuning into the show, my name is Daniela, and I want to genuinely welcome you into this space. If you have been a longtime supporter of the show, thank you so much for supporting. So today I am so excited. I have two wonderful ladies on this show, and they are the host of the Melanated Conversations podcast, which is Uh, a podcast uh, mainly created to allow black women to amplify their authentic voices. And it is also a space for those women and queens who desire support, community, and upliftment. So Yana and Tyrion, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. My pleasure, my pleasure. And so if you guys have not heard of this before, um, I actually was featured on their podcast and I had a great experience and um, I'm just so excited about the work that you both are doing for women of color and allowing them to really show up as they are. Yes, I appreciate that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So today yes. we're going to be talking yes. about building community and culture through honest dialogue with these two lovely women. Um, and so Yana and Tyrion, please, um, I, I open the floor for you guys to really add um, to your background introduction in case I missed anything. Tell us about who you are, where you're from. So um, I just want to say thanks again for having us on the show. I was saying a few minutes ago that I think your episode is actually streaming right now on our platform. Yes, so, episode 13. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> um, <shameless> <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Um, my name is Tyrion, and um, I am one of the co-hosts of Melanated Conversations. Uh, I'm a black girl from the South who loves to travel the world world and experience new things. Come on. I love all things music um, and movies on a scale of, you know, from Denzel Washington to Scott Joplin and everything in between. Um, I love the arts. And so um, I've been married to my husband for 10 years and we have two two little girls and more than anything I love Jesus and I believe that all people were created in the image of God and deserve mm-hmm. respect and my mm-hmm. hope is to be a, a living example of what my faith teaches me and mm-hmm. share that with the world I also mm-hmm. am a former uh, special education teacher so I love mm-hmm. all my um my unique friends as well <laughs> very nice awesome welcome welcome 
Yes. So thank you again for having us on the show. I'm Yana, you guys. I'm the tall one. Of the <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, you know, the way to my heart is through the combination of good music, good food, and a good book. Um, I'm also a travel fanatic and just love learning about different cultures. Um, I, too, um, am married um, to the love of my life for 10 years. We have two beautiful brown-skinned girls. Um, um, but I coin myself as a voice activist. Mm. Uh, so I, you know, make it my mission to help individuals and businesses amplify their voices and brands through the avenue of podcasting. So I actually do podcast um, strategies and coaching um, through my service at Levels to Lunch. Uh, and I'm very, very passionate about that because I feel like we all uh, were called for a very specific and unique purpose in life. And um, we all have, um, you know, a voice that it needs to be heard. So um, yeah. yeah, I, you know, just help individuals bring that out um, through podcasting. So yes, I'm excited to be here, Daniela. Thanks for having us on the show. So yeah, that's a little bit about us. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you guys for the additional background information. I think that we all share, um, share three things in common, and that is the love of food. We're all married. Um, and then we also believe in operating in your truth. And so I feel that with the platform that you ladies have, you're certainly giving other women the opportunity to do so. So I just love the connection already. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So um, let's go ahead and get the conversation started. Um, I know many of us actually hear about other people who want to start a podcast. Um, and sometimes they have challenges when it comes to figuring out who they want to cater to. Um, and so for the Melanated Conversations podcast, uh, you guys have already targeted your audience. And so I am just curious to know, um, how, how did this podcast come about? What was the, what was the motivation? So, um, for, so actually I, um, originated with the idea of, um, well, it was through a couple of things. So Terry and I, um, we always just have these conversations inside conversations at home and we would just riff on various different topics but we were just longing for a community where you know that represented us that we you know that reflected us that we saw you know where we could see ourselves reflected um on topics um you know that that is unique to the black experience so we, we were just missing um, a core piece of that community, um, especially, you know, in the areas that we live, you know, we live, you know, and, you know, the outskirts mm -hmm. and, you know, suburban areas. And, you know, we're in the areas that we live, we're kind of, you know, black. It's yes, we're truly the minority and it's very sparse. And um, we love our communities, but we wanted, you know, a space where we, where we felt like we could celebrate ourselves and we can shine unapologetically and showcase the great things that we bring to the world. So, you know, um, I brought the idea just one day to Tyrion. Um, we actually had already been thinking and considering about, you know, starting a podcast. We didn't know at the time what that would be, but um, I really just felt like it was a vision that came to me one night. And 
<laughs> I think I probably was just running up the mouth and I was, I called Terry in, told her like, Hey, I feel like we've been called to move to do a podcast, um, in a space for, you know, for, you know, for black women, um, and celebrating each other, um, celebrating women, you know, thinking about it from our own experience, wanting um, those women who desire that support, that Mm -hmm. community and upliftment. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I didn't get any pushback. It was just like, yes, when we start. (laughs) Yes. From there, we dove head first and uh, the rest is history. Yes, I love that. And And like for me, I think that growing up, um, I, I sometimes face the issue of not being able to find women who had a similar perspective as I did. Um, and so I, I experienced a lot of like jealousy and envy. And I'm the kind of person like now it's like, I genuinely want to help other people get better and feel better. And so um, my next question to you ladies is, what does what does culture and community mean to you? I know that um, the main pillars for today's conversation is really focused on, you know, filling the void of positive representation of black women in society and culture. And, you know, just essentially, um, like, you know, talking about those important things that would help us form better and more conducive relationships. So the question again is, what does culture and community mean to you? Um, Well, I just want to kind of piggyback a little bit on kind of what Yana was just saying um, a few minutes ago, and then I'll I'll kind of go, it it, it kind of merges into what community and culture mean to us. But I just remember growing up um, and being surrounded by a lot of positive black influences growing up um, Mm -hmm. being in church and schools and activities and girl scout like all those things my leaders and teachers and a lot of those people who influenced me uh, or had an influence a positive influence on me were african-american and so back to what yana was saying like you know we grew up we got married and we had kids of our own and we moved um we're both originally from arkansas we're cousins by the way oh very nice okay (laughs) i I always forget to tell that little fan fact we are are cousins first cousins and so anyway we both happened to move here to the dallas area and um you know like yana said we we are the minorities in the Mm -hmm. areas that we live in and so you know things are happening in society within our culture and in some ways it felt like we were disconnected and yes she and I had each other and we had friends yeah. um, but not all of our friends um you know live live and experience the things that we experience right. um you know just as a norm and so um I when you talk about what is culture and community I mean, it really is about being around like-minded people. Um, And I think specifically for us as women, number one, and as Black women, um, we definitely are far and few few between, especially in the area that we live in. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to connect with women that look like us, um, that share the same experiences, the same, um, I think, wins and losses that we experience in life, 
um, it just makes life a little bit easier to navigate. Um, and you know, you have someone that they under they truly understand. You know, there are some people that um, who don't look like us, and they definitely are able to empathize with us, but they don't know what it feels like to be a black woman. And so, when we are able to con to really connect, I think community is all about connecting, and then the culture is just having that like. Uh, the likeness of experience and I think those things are very important and, and we have daughters um, I'm sorry we have daughters and so we want to make sure that we are passing down those those same ideals and values to our, to our daughters um, because as the truth is their experience is probably going to be fairly similar to ours we hope that it will uh, improve but yeah. we have to prepare them for what they may potentially face in the future so yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and i think like the great thing about culture is that there are traditions that we can actually hand down to the next generation like um while you were while you were speaking um you said one word um and it just kind of motioned me to think about like my upbringing and the funny thing is that I never knew that I was a foreigner until I knew that I was a foreigner, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So for me, um, my family and I, we immigrated to the United States in 1994. Um, so I was about three years old at that time. And so in my in my episode with you guys, I, um, I talked about how I was born in Haiti, raised in St. Louis, Missouri, and then I moved to Florida almost eight years ago. And so I can remember like when I was in elementary school and I would be speaking Creole to my brother and um, individuals who are not from Haiti or, you know, not from other countries would like stare at us very weirdly, like, you know, like, what are they talking about? And I'm just kind of like, do you not speak Creole? Like, I don't know, like a universal thing. And so as I, um, as I grew and kind of gained wisdom, um, I realized like, wow, I'm actually different. And, you know, we're Haitian. And so Haitians have different custom customs and, you know, traditions than um, Americans. Yeah. And so, um, you know, sometimes, you know, people have this uh, hesitation when it comes to accepting their culture, especially when they're trying to assimilate um, in a American culture culture. And so as you as you grow and you evolve, you actually accept yourself more because you realize that, listen, my culture is what typically, um, you know, forms my thoughts and who I am. Uh, and so I just say this to say that you may, you may be raised on different principles and values, but I think that ultimately you realize later on in life that this is what forms you, like this is what creates who you are and how you operate in this world. Yeah, so this is my little two cents on culture. Yes, <laughs> and so and so I know that um, as a as a culture, um, we we actually notice a lot of trends that that exist, and I have a lot of conversations with my friends about like uh, black on black crime and you know wealth acquisition in in the African American community. And so what kind of trends have you noticed lately that you feel will affect the trajectory of our culture? Um, and so why do you feel that there needs to be a conversation about these trends? Yeah, I think there's so many. So many, yeah. Um, so, so many. But you know, there's one that I, I've noticed that I think this can also 
kind of tie into what Yana's doing even with her podcast launch services. Um, her, but there is, um, there's a trend that personally I'm noticing and I'm not sure if other people are noticing, but um, a, a trend of, of attempting to silence black voices mm. because there, there are so many things that are happening in society uh, right now. And a lot of things are being brought to the light um, from the standpoint of social media and all those things, because we have all these different platforms. So things are more uh, readily available and vis visible to the public eye. And so I think in some, some ways that's helped um, African-Americans be able to say, hey, look, you can't deny the things that are happening to us anymore because they're, it's, it's in, your, in your face. Mm -hmm. But now the pushback has become, because I think we feel a lot more empowered because we've got a little more evidence behind the things that we've been saying for centuries now. Um, but now I think some of that, is, the pushback we're getting is to be quiet. Right. And I think that's kind of been going on even even then, but just little, I think, nuances of silence, silencing Black voices. And in particular, I mean, the voices this is of so Black, black women. Because yeah. um, even, and this is no shade or anything towards our, our Black brothers, but a lot of times, I mean, you hear things about um, police brutality, um, in particular when it comes to African-American men. But a lot of times we don't hear the stories of things that are happening to, to black women. Mm -hmm. um, those things are not, those stories are not always being told. And I think here recently, they're starting to become more prominent, unfortunately, like with the Atatiana Jefferson killing that happened a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but still, even then, um, mm -hmm. there's so many instances where black women are affected by um, I think systematic racism and things of that nature. And you just want to be able to um, shed light on that. And not even, not even the negative things, but positively. Uh, but I'm going to let Yana, I'm going to let Yana go with that. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're capturing everything that, you know, I was going to say as well. I would just, I relay one other point to that is that as it relates to you, you know, our voices, you muted. I feel like we see more often right now, um, around our voices is in spaces that we're being just on the feel like we're on the side of being an activist but it's for those specific things our voices are not being um amplified in the ways that showcases you know the things that we the great things that we bring and contribute to the world like the businesses that we you know contribute to the business think about it for black women we are i don't have the exact statistic right now but we are one of the highest um rapidly forming um that are, they're, they're um, generating businesses in society but you don't hear that side too often you know it's 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 almost an anomaly to sometimes hear the great side of being black and that's also kind of why well not kind of this is the reason why terry and i felt the need that we needed to, you know, step in and, you know, fill a void that we continuously see so often. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, I can't, I can't help but to think like, you know, I'm a thinker by, uh, by default. I like to think a lot. Um, sometimes I overthink, which is not a good thing, but, um, I, I kind of like to process things in my own way. And I think that one of the, one of the places that we realize, or we see that this is evident in is actually in corporate America, where we as black women feel as if we cannot really operate in our true, in our true, um, energy. And so a lot of us may have a lot to say, but we don't say it because we kind of feel like, well, if I say it this way, they may perceive me as like the angry black woman. Like if I, if I actually contest or go against someone's, you know, suggestion, um, and my tone is a little bit higher than someone else's, then they may just, you know, say like, listen, she's just too angry. We don't need this negativity. But I kind of feel like, no, it's like, how do we, how do we actually, you know, show up and you know, speak very passionately about about things that we care about. I think like that's the question that I kind of like pose to myself and other people is like, is you know, is that even possible? You know, without us feeling as if we're um, we're not operating in our true self element. You know, instead we're trying to you know code switch and you know be somebody else for the sake of not being perceived as like this angry black woman. Yeah, and Yanni and I talked about this quite a bit yes. um, and, and you know I had gotten to the point or not gotten to the point I am at the point where I'm like I am tired of assimilating I'm tired of coaching I refu- I'm not going to do that anymore I refuse to do that anymore and here's a huge reason why it's exhausting it's yeah. extremely exhausting um, I'm not being my authentic self right and in some ways it's detrimental to our mental health um, and it takes a, a, a huge toll on, on us at some point when we're constantly suppressing um, our thoughts, our, our, our ideas, our authentic selves. That's not fair. Everyone else gets to walk around and be themselves and we have to, you know, kind of fall in line and be like everybody else. And it's like, I can't speak up. And, and like you said, Daniela, you know, being in a being in corporate corporate America, and I wasn't in corporate America, but I was, I did work in the, I was in the education system, which is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are definitely times where it's like, I can't even say what I want to say in the manner that I want to say it, because, you know, the fallout or the pushback, or I'm not going to be taken seriously, right. um, which is very frustrating. So it, it, from my standpoint, it, it is exhausting, it is frustrating, and it is not good for the mental. I agree. So, I agree with you one thousand percent. So, um, how can we, as a as a collective, right, as a collective of working successful African American women, like how can we actually come together to to use our voices for the betterment of our people or just people in general? So we have to be, um, again, it goes back to being comfortable and first off, accepting that we are who we are. We are designed the way we're designed and owning that power that we, you know, have within. We, you know, it's, we can all coexist in this world together. Um, We are created differently, but we are still created with the same I feel the same purpose is to connect 
and to love and show kindness and compassion. If we can get to those core elements, um, then I feel like we can truly grow um, from as a collective. Um, but just from the black perspective, I would say, you know, we just need more of us that are willing to speak up and not be ashamed of who we are. Um, that's not to, you know, and of course, not in a disrespectful manner. We're coming out of a space of love, but we're truly celebrating who we are um, and not being ashamed of that. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think that also, too, it's like we have to be we have to be visible for those who are who are behind us. Um, and those people actually want to use their voice, but because they don't see anyone using their voice, they don't even say anything, even if what they have to say is very valuable. So I definitely agree with you that we have to identify with our true selves and use our voices as a vessel for the good of other people. Um, and then we also have to be visible while we're talking about these things that truly matter to us and to our community. Yep, yep. And so um, let's go ahead and change gears just a little bit, right? Uh, we talk about we talked about you know women, community, um, the purpose of the Melanated Conversations podcast, and you know how we need to use our voices. But how can we as women stand together to build a stronger, more resilient community? And this can be from a business perspective. This could be from you know, raising, raising children. This could be from the professional sense. Um, it's really, it's really just a broad question. Um, I think Yana would agree with, with me. And when I say this, really, it, it is about supporting one another. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we see in media where, for entertainment purposes that, you know, black women are always pit against each other. We're constantly fighting or, or fighting with one another and, and being ugly and mean and, um, and all of these negative things. Um, and so I think recognizing um, not only our personal strengths, but the, per the strengths within the woman that's standing next to us Right. Um, and saying, I got you, sis, um, mm -hmm. and, and walking the path with her, um, and something that I hear, I, I'm kind of in the middle of, of learning, I've learned, and I'm still learning and processing, is really to ask for help, mm -hmm. um, and that, that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you, it yeah. doesn't mean that you're weak, it doesn't mean that you are less than, um, it, I think it takes honestly more strength to ask for help than to try to do something by yourself. And so, um, I think for me, and like I said, and Yana can, can elaborate a bit more on this, but, um, uh, it really is about, um, uh, supporting one another, connecting, seeing the strength in your sister next to you mm -hmm. and, and walking alongside her and doing this together. I think that's the only way that we can build stronger and more resilient communities. 
I have to agree with you. You know, there's a there's an African proverb. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I'm like notorious for like restating quotes and stuff. Um, I actually did it on your um, on your podcast, <laughs> but uh, I like to um, kind of share this one very often with people that I talk to when we talk about like culture and community. But there's an African proverb that says that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, far then go with a collective go with more than one person and so i think that um you know we live in a society that is very individualistic everyone is pretty much looking out for them but what you have to realize is that if you can build a solid network of people that are aligned to your purpose and your mission you can honestly get really far and i'm the kind of person like i prefer to get further than to get somewhere faster only because you're building this community, you're building a network. Um, and community, I feel, is, is imperative, whether it's for professional or personal success. You hear so many times in the workplace that it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So my thing is, like, you know, as I progress in this life, I'm looking to build community because I know that I can get so much further with people who are aligned to my mission and my, and my values. Yeah. So, um, and I was just um, saying, and I kind of, you know, I'm thinking off both of you guys. Um, I totally agree. Um, I would just say that, you know, just as you mentioned, as it relates to black women and how we build a stronger, more resilient community, is I just say it in one simple term: it's just having the courage mm -hmm. to stand in the gap. Yeah. Um, truly being our sister's keeper, yeah. building community over building connect uh, competition. Sorry, because um, our success is a shared success, yeah. a shared experience. Come on, listen, it's not Sunday. I love it. <laughs> so true. It is so true. Because, like what, like what people don't realize is we're so quick to compete with somebody else, but the true competition is really with you and who you were yesterday and who you're striving to be. Uh, if we, if we change that lens, uh, you know, we would have healthier relationships amongst women and men. But I think that, you know, too often women just always feel the need to compete. And I kind of feel like my love, I don't need to compete with you. You know, if anything, I'm trying to inspire you. I'm trying to help you. Because at the end of the day, you know, if we, if we can be a beacon for someone, why not be that, right? And, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to build, let us build together. Um, earlier this year, I actually had the opportunity of attending the Summit 21, um, like, Women's Entrepreneurship Conference. And so... Yeah. And so essentially, it's, um, it's led by Morgan DeBon, and she's just so freaking awesome. And she's also from St. Louis as well. And so um, I left the conference feeling as if like, I never went to a conference where I experienced like so much genuine love. Like there was like, I did not leave that conference feeling as if like there was just negative energy. Everyone that you met was like always like commending you on how you dress, on how you carried yourself. And, you know, they were just all on board for helping you in, in, in reaching your like professional and personal objectives. And so I was able to connect with a lot of wonderful women 
Um, I had a few on my podcast. And so to me, it's like, it's all about building community. It's all about, you know, walking into a space with true intention um, and just knowing that, listen, like I got you. And with that trust, you know, we can become so much stronger and have like this unified, you know, perspective and approach to life and business and personal life. Yeah. Yes. So, touche. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, in this conversation thus far, we've actually had a very earnest conversation about Black women, community, using our voices, standing together. So, let's go ahead and uh, do something that is very impromptu, which is have a little bit of fun. Um, okay. so I actually want to ask you, ladies, um, if you if you could be anyone right um whether it's a celebrity whether it's a cartoon or you know whatever you desire who would you be and why oh. man, oh man. <laughs> this is very Is it? Well, I really don't want to be anybody but myself. Come on, come on. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm with like y'all on that. I just feel like we're, yeah, yes. I feel like we're all divinely designed, and I, I you know, I don't mess with that. I, I just, <laughs> I admire some people, and I can name a list. If you guys listen to the podcast, my lady conversations, you know who my two people are <laughs> that I love, and that Shonda and Ava. I, I, I coined myself Avanda. Um, yes, because I <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, I'm just loving being Yana and the experience of being me. Um, I, you know. This, this this journey, it's unique being me, and I love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I'm saying you back and all for y'all. When she started saying, I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, I really, I like me a whole lot. And there are just things that I've experienced in life. Um, man, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that mm. are a sum of who I am. And there's so much more of me to come um but there's so many things that i've learned and experienced and, and seen and done um all through god's grace and so i, I would not yeah i i love i love Kenyon jones i do i love it something very unique about about her and uh she's pretty cool 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 chick you don't love you why don't you <laughs> so true. It is so true. And you know what? I think that in some way that was kind of like um it was kind of like a trick question. Uh and you guys passed the test. Uh because oh. <laughs> I think that and I said that very jokingly. Uh but honestly, you know, I think that we can always admire someone else, but you know, like you mentioned, we're all divinely created. Like there's something in us that only we possess. And so I wouldn't want to be anybody else either. I would want to be myself. Obviously, you know, I could adopt different things that other people have, you know, used to make me better. But I think the ultimate um, answer is I, I really love myself. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And so the second question, okay, is um, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what three things would you bring with you and why? can't be people that could be things they can be they can be anything things people just anything you added an element I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. added an element when okay, we still so got then, three items that's, that's okay so then let me rephrase it if you if you are stranded on a deserted island and you can bring one person and two things what would they be or who would it be Well, God is always with me, so that don't count. <laughs> um, wow. I know one thing I would bring is my journal, but would a pen be a second thing, or is that is a combination? I can't have a journal without a pen. <laughs> I'm a writer. I need, I need to, you know, as part of my experience, I write it out write it off and so I need my journal and um pen combination um is one thing and you know I need some good food <laughs> I don't know do you need to does a fire come with the food to cook I say I think too deep on these things that's why you can't ask me these type of questions <laughs> It is just so surface level, but I will have to agree with you with the with the journal and the pencil because I I also like to write and kind of declutter my mind. Mm -hmm. so that that's certainly necessary. So um, was that was that Yana or Tyrion that that responded with the that question? was Yana. <laughs> so Tyrion, what would you bring? Oh, hands down, bring my Bible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my Bible it has to go with me. Um. Man, I gotta have so my, my phone with some headphones. My headphones coming with my phone. Right. Um, okay. I have to have some music because I love me some music. And yeah. I, yeah, I gotta have me some music. So we on the island together, so I can borrow your you headphones. Know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I give you your phone. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Ah, another tree. Tree thing. Thank you, tree. Oh. <laughs> Not the him, no. Listen. <laughs> okay. I forgot I was on the podcast. Uh, okay. Number three. Mm. I was going to say my husband, but I need my kids. I was going to see. That's what I was struggling with too. I was like, well, they just the package deal. No, it's okay. Listen, we can we can form those into one. So yes, yeah. your family. You said a journal and a, a cell phone and headphones, right? No, my Bible. Your Bible. Okay, okay. Bible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what about you, Yana? Oh, I said my my journal and pen and my family as well. Um, I'm with Terry, and he gonna have one attached to the hip in the back, yeah. and that's that's one. That's one. We are all one, cause we are one. We are a union. We are one. Listen, we are unified. I love it. I love it. 
speaking speaking of journaling there is a great book out there that i read a few years ago that really transformed my way of thinking about like goals and making things happen um and the title of this book is called write it down make it happen knowing what you want and getting it by henriette and clauser so if any of you are needing motivation on journaling or writing down your goals and seeing it plain or making it plain, um, this is certainly a great book. It's, it's definitely propelled me in you know, many different ways, especially when it, when it comes to meeting goals and um, forming my thought process. And there are a number of things that I wrote down um, ever since then that I actually seen happen. And I just believe that if you can, you know, speak through writing, listen, God will, God will listen and he will make things happen for you. So just sharing that in case any of you are interested. Thank you. Thank you. We wrote it down. Yes, we did. <laughs> we wrote it down. <laughs> We're making it happen. Yeah. Listen. Awesome. All right. So we are towards the tail end of our conversation and I can literally talk to you ladies all day. Um, we're going to certainly head into this part that is called Inspiration Avenue, um, which is where you, Yana and Tyrion will share a quote or adage that has changed your perspective on life, um, or business or just anything personal. And then you'll also share why this adage or quote was impactful. Okie doke. I'll go first. <laughs> um, so my quote is, um, um, if you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Um, and that's by, um, that's actually from the more. And when I first heard him speak, say that I was like yo whoa like say that again like I need to I need to hear that again um and you know for me it's just I think at some point which I think a lot of young girls young women do at some point in their lives especially when you're going through adolescence you're comparing yourself to um to other um, other young ladies um or you know you're basing your self-worth off of certain things and um, you know, I found myself being one of those girls at, at one point and just um, now being a wife and a mother um, and obviously viewing myself differently in life. When I heard this, I was just like, yes. And so just being able to to really not necessarily not care, not 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 care what other people think but not use what people think to define who I who I am as an individual mm. um, because there are people that will approve of me and there will people there will be people who disapprove of me and so I can't let those things shape my mood for the day or how I feel or how and most importantly how I view myself mm. um, and so at the end of the day the only person person um the only person's um, idea or or what they say about me that really matters is really God at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't live for anyone else except for him. And as far as I know, what I've learned about him is that he, has, he, he doesn't plan on rejecting me. Um, and so I don't have to worry about that part either. I can, I can be me. I can be who he called me to be, who he made me to be, and just kind of ride the wave and and that's it and not worry about other people 
um, and just be be me, be authentically me. So yeah. Mm. Be there for people's acceptance so die from their rejection. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Ooh. <laughs> um, for me, I would say my quote is I stopped looking for the light and decided to become it instead. Um, I'm not sure who's the originator of this quote. I see it all the time and it's a favorite of mine. And it's also the core, I feel, of of my being and um, also of kind of to the premise of our podcast too. I just feel like with this so often we are screaming for change in our lives that we fail to see that that thing is probably the thing we've been called to do. You know, we're the missing piece to the puzzle that can create the change we wish to see. You know, back to that's a that's a very powerful point. Um, I think that we all must be the light in in a culture that is very dark. I think that we all have to be the light in um, in a political climate that tends to be very dark. And uh, back to back to the earlier point about you know yourself and you know you standing in your truth. I think that like when I was growing up, I was so external facing. And um, what I mean by that is that I was so focused on the approval and thoughts of other people, um, especially when it came to me. And um, that, that negligence, um, and what I mean by that is I was so negligent in actually getting to know who I was because I was so focused on pleasing other people that I failed to truly understand who Daniela is. And I didn't understand who she was until um, a few years before I got married. And so I say this to say that people need to really work on being internal facing. They need to really work on um, identifying the different struggles and challenges that they encountered and how it kind of changed their life, whether it's for the good or for the bad. And, And once you really identify who you are, and you stand in your truth, and you become internal facing, the things that people say about you will not hurt you as much. You'll be even stronger. And I think that you can walk in certain rooms and in certain crowds with your, with your head held high because you already know who you are. And I'm trying to think of this, um, this quote that I read uh, a few months back, and I'm trying to paraphrase it in my mind, and so I'm afraid to deliver it because it may not be as as poignant as it was when I read it. But um, essentially, uh, the author was just saying that, like, you know, I'm not I'm not here to be liked because not everyone has good taste. And so if you if you realize that, like, you know, there are some folks that are not gonna like you simply because you're you, and my thing is that's okay because I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Okay. So, so, you know, I just think that if, if you are someone that tries to, you know, seek other people's approval in order for you to feel internally validated, you know, really take the time to really work on yourself because I think that the true power really, really begins when we know who we are and we operate, uh, from this from this very high potential standpoint, because um, as I mentioned earlier, there's something in me that no one else possesses. And so I have to really operate and optimize 
whatever that is. And, you know, there's something in somebody else that I don't have. And if I see that one thing, then I want to learn. I want to see what that is. But I won't hate you or, you know, be jealous or envious of you because that's your power. And I have my own. So. Yeah. And I would say to that, too, you know, because sometimes we can we can walk through life. And like you said, we're we're not um, self-reflecting and kind of looking inward, uh, facing inward. And so we're so worried about what everyone else is doing or thinking of us or what just what other people are doing. And um, by not kind of focusing on ourselves, not in a, from a selfish standpoint, but, but not really doing the work on ourselves to operate in, in the things that I think God has called us to do, then we're, we're, we're not um, doing what we're called to do. And we, you know what I mean? We can be a hindrance yeah. for someone else, right? We, we, God may have called us to do one thing and we're too busy looking over at somebody else. And he's like, I, I have a specific purpose for you to do this. And, and this is what I've created you to do and you're not doing it. And, and not to say that God can't uh, have his plans uh, move forward because he's God and he can, but you know what I mean? To just kind of willfully throw away something that you've been gifted to do and gifted to use, I think that's when it can, in a sense, become selfish. And it can become selfish, too, when you use that gift for yourself and not to bless someone else with it. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Okay, ladies. Well, listen, this was a wonderful conversation. And I'm just so grateful that you that you ladies were on this platform sharing your stories and, you know, responses to different questions about culture and community. So please, before we end this podcast, share with our audience members on where they can find you on the webs. So you can... Um find us um a melanated conversations podcast um we're streaming on all platforms um so just pick your favorite and we are in melanated conversations um on social media you can find us at melanated combos that's m-e-l-a-n-a-t-e-d-c-o-n-v-o-s Melanated combos. Like, okay, I spelled the thing. But no, um, personal. um, I'm at literally Yana on social media and Tarian. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say, and our website is melanatedconversations.com. Awesome. And I will certainly be leaving the details um, in the description box of the posting. Um, So you guys will certainly have that information at your fingertips. And so uh, before we officially close, I actually want to read this quote. Okay. And it says, a bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because her trust is not on the branch but on its own wings. Always believe in yourself. And so as I typically, as I typically say in every single podcast, do not forget to stay hydrated, inspired, and continue to conquer the world. Thank you for listening. Until next time, guys.